Hi, I'm Andras Jones, and I'd like to let you know about a little show we're doing in L.A. the week this episode with Bloody Death Skull comes out. On Thursday, January 11th, I'll be hosting a night of music at The Cinema Bar at 3967 Sepulveda Boulevard in Culver City. We'll be celebrating the unofficial soft release of the new Radio 8 Ball app with a night of music from several songwriters that fans of Radio 8 Ball already know and love. Folks like Colleen Green... Bart Davenport. For the sensitive, it's so hard to live, and the callous all succeed. Take a look around at this world I've found, like a lost work of be. It's a grown-up time for me. And Cooper Walker's band Walker and Company, featuring keyboardist Marshall Thompson. as well as Myrna, Bloody Death Skull, and other surprise guests. I'll be starting things off with a set of my own songs at 8pm, so don't be late, and the whole thing is free, and 21 and over. That's Thursday, January 11th, at the Cinema Bar in Culver City, California. And now, let the musical divination begin. But I just keep running on. I'm Natasha Legero, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions. I am your host, Andras Jones. We're here in the studio with Bloody Kimmy. Death Skull. And Kimmy. <laughs> with blo- and Bloody Death Skull is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations, and she has invited her friend Kimmy Recor, uh, the founder of Play Like a Girl, a feminist connect- collective, record label, and blog, to engage the pop oracle here. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Kimmy. Hi. So, uh, yeah, how do you, how do you and uh, Bloody Death Skull know each other? Um, just from... I think just being in like the Echo Park music scene and, you know, I love her band. It's great. And I kind of feel like it's a really tight knit community in the East Side. So I feel like I kind of know everybody that is in the band that plays around, which is, you know, people are like, oh, L.A., it's so big. I'm like, kind of. It's pretty small, actually, when you join into like an artistic community. It gets pretty small, I would feel like. (laughs) 
And uh, can you tell us a little bit about Play Like a Girl? Yeah, um, I, I started with some friends about a year and a half ago. Um, we just wanted to start throwing shows that kind of highlighted uh, female voices. And we've kind of grown to also incorporate like non-binary persons um, into that as well. And now we're doing workshops and we we kind of just start branching out. We started off doing shows and now we're doing workshops and we have like a, a magazine we started and kind of just whatever we can do to fill up our time we we do <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty fun and awesome and it, it's like an amazing community so it's been great and are you a musician as well i am yeah i'm in a band called dreamings just kind of like a weird i always have a hard time describing it but it's kind of like gothy psychedelic dreamy sci-fi pop <laughs> cool dreamings yeah. dreamings yeah like a dream but with like ending with I N G S. Yeah, and, you spell it with, and it's like weirdly spelled. It's like D R A E M I N G S. Because when I was first starting the band, I was trying to buy the domain name and I couldn't. So I was like, I wish I could just have one a one word name that I can just buy the domain name to. And so I was like, oh, what if I switch the A and the E, and it'll look kind of, you know, uh, like old oldies, English. Like yeah, it's like old English. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, Dreamings. Dreamings. Like, like, What's the story behind that? And I always try to come up with like really long, drawn out like meanings behind the A and the E. But it's like the most basic thing is like, no, I just was trying to make it so I could just have a one word, one word name that was easy to Google. <laughs> it is a spelling that does deserve a a a, a, a nice esoteric exp- explanation, like that you that this is actually. Like the you know from a from a book of spells that you found in an old you know Irish settlement. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's I've definitely been like you know it's that like this this is how I you know I have ancestors who are <laughs> from like the fairy folk and like this is like how all the old texts spell you know exactly yeah, yeah that's great to, don't tell yeah, us don't ruin it sh- don't wake <laughs> me up from my dream <laughs> I don't stuck with that don't step on my dream recently I've been a little bit more like forthcoming with like yeah well if and just to be transparent it's actually just so that people can find us in the world the big world that is the internet. Well, uh, I, I know you have a question for the Pop Oracle as uh, embodied by the music of Bloody Death Skull. So mm-hmm. uh, what is your what is your question? Um, my question is, will we be able to time travel in my lifetime? <laughs> will we be able to time travel in your lifetime? Yeah. Uh, great question. That's a, that's a really great question. Uh, so now to engage the pop oracle on your behalf, I'm going to pick a card, any card. Pick a The card is number four. Song number four, which is... Oh, you tell me. Song number four, which is Carpool. Okay. Oh, that's good. All right, then. 
And that was Carpool from Bloody Death Skull, the answer to Kimmy's question, will we achieve the capacity for time travel in her lifetime? So before we get into the interpretation here, Bloody Death Skull, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. Well, I wrote that song. That's actually one of the first songs I ever wrote. Um, I was driving in the or I was driving on the freeway, and there was a lot of traffic, and I had just broken up with somebody, and I was like, wow, I really felt the breakup because I could no longer go into the carpool lane. And, um, you know, I just imagined, like, yeah, it, it's the rest makes, is self-explanatory. I just imagined, here I am now alone. What if there's a ghost? Can I go in the carpool lane? And imagine, like, the cop pulls you over and you're like, oh, I thought my—I was just imagining my my ex was right next to me. And, I mean, there's certainly an—on the topic of time and traveling, so maybe there is a way that it's going to make sense for oh, yeah. this question. <laughs> I have some ideas. Uh, well, Kimmy, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Well, first of all, I— as we were listening to the song, I looked it up on the internet so I could find the lyrics, and I love it. And I actually think that, um, like, love and nostalgia and our, you know, our memories, like, that is, like, a way we already time travel. Like, nostalgia is, like, the way we get to time travel backwards a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. Um, and, but but I first and foremost thought was, like, oh, we're going to time travel through the carpool lane. Like, yeah. there's gonna, the wormhole is going to be in the carpool lane. <laughs> it was my first <laughs> thought when we were listening to it. So that was my first and foremost interpretation is that I just need to start carpooling more so that I perhaps can go into a wormhole in a carpool lane. Yeah, I was I was thinking along the same lines of what you were thinking, that there are ways that we already time travel. Our bodies and our consciousness are slow-moving time machines because, you know, the nature of time that we... Like, we know that in reality, time is more like everything's happening all the time and it's only... We only experience time the way we do because of our nervous systems and because that's how we perceive reality. So I always think of the, our bodies as being these very slow time machines that actually allow us to slow down time so that we can experience it. Mm. Because if you lived... In the reality of time, you would never get to have a moment because there is just a cacophony of all eternal moments all happening at once. Well, in that context, also the idea of like if I could just if we can time travel or tra- like travel to um, a parallel universe in the moment and in that parallel universe, there is someone in the seat next to you and then you can get in the carpool lane. Um, oh, I love, like the parallel. I love the parallel universe. That's, music. that is the ghost. Oh, I love. It. Well, that's I, that's so funny that you say that because I've been like really into alternative timelines and just researching that and researching like people who've experienced you know like the blending of two different realities or timelines and you know it's so funny because I think we you know we're raised to think of time as this very linear thing. When in reality, it probably isn't a linear thing. It's just something that we put on it so that we can not go crazy with, like, the infinite amount of everything that's in front of us. So, yeah. And measure but our decay. I, it's funny because I think, like, music and art, in a way, do let us 
travel, you know, because they use it, you know, especially music. I feel like we all have those songs that just like take us back to a certain place or, you know, sometimes I look at art and I feel like, um, I feel it's like almost like deja vu where I'm like, this isn't, I, I feel like I've seen this before. I feel like this is something I've experienced before, but I've never seen it before, you know? And I think in a way like art is a time traveling mechanism of sorts. It's not exactly the same, but I'm kind of curious with both of you as songwriters, because I've uh, in I experienced this when I was in, in all the time that I've written songs. But most like in the last 10 years, I've definitely taken it unconsciously to look at not all songs, but to write some songs almost as a spell to the future. Like to, if there's something that I want to create in my life or like there's something like if there was a job, if there's a job I'm going for, I'll write a song about that place and put myself in that place. And in singing it, I sometimes I've got myself jobs that I probably shouldn't have had through using this practice. I'm just kind of curious if you ever, and that's a kind of traveling time traveling, in the sense of like trying to create your, put yourself into a future that you could create. Um, have you ever, have either of you ever done that written songs with the intention of trying, trying to actually create something in your life? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I feel like I've, I've kind of see what you're saying because it's almost like the secret where they're like, make the vision board and you'll create that life for yourself. And I feel like songs can totally do that, which makes sense. Cause for a long, long time I was writing songs about like, awful people and what they did to me. And then I would just keep attracting more awful people. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually how I learned it. I had this realization of like going back and realizing all of these songs that I've been putting out, they were just re-traumatizing me and then consciously saying, Oh, maybe I'm going to try and tweak that a little bit. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. You go ahead. Oh no. I was going to say is like, yeah, it's weird because I guess I still kind of write a lot of sad songs, but they're more, um, they're just, almost just repeating some like uh, they're just like memories more than like a a feeling but I do think there's like a lot of power in I think you I think music can be like a spell you know I think that when you put an intention behind something you can like invoke things and you can change things I think that's why the 60s were so powerful with music because people were really you know they were singing about change and changing the world and making the world a better place and breaking these social barriers because that was just the time we were in. And so I think I was thinking about that right now. I'm like, we're actually in a really interesting time where we could be doing that more, you know, where we could be using music to really like uh, invoke a change in the world. And I've been trying to be more um, conscientious of that when I write too, of like creating places that people can escape to, you know, in your songs and may not even escape to, but like almost like a place where you're like, that sounds like a nice situation to be in or like a feel, a feeling or mood that you can create that might be exactly it doesn't even have to be like the lyrics it just is like when you hear a song and it's like very you know visceral and how it takes you you know yeah I was gonna say that for me it's not always in my like lyrics that I might be creating a spell of like I want this but maybe the attitude or the character that that I'm creating creating in the song it's not necessarily me it's like an idea or a mood or or um a character and and that in itself is like sort of an incantation to like maybe a way that i'd like to be Mm -hmm. more than like an actual thing that i want to get right no exactly uh creating a life state Mm -hmm. um it doesn't necessarily just have to be like i want to get something like i want it could be i want to heal from something right i want to be on the other side of whatever 
try whatever. A lot of times I'll write from a plant state place of being there's something that dissatisfies me or there's something that's wrong in the world that I want to try and make right in my art. Um, and then just sort of like exactly what you're saying, uh, Kimmy, I believe, about like realizing, oh, well, maybe I've been putting a lot, a lot of I've been trying to change the problem by r- repeating the problem. And I just mm-hmm. keep recreating that because I there's a part of me that likes being angry in this way or likes being disappointed in this way so that I can keep writing these songs. It ends up being a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then when you tweak that, uh, it well, it, for, my, for myself, it's just been an interesting. It has, it's had right. an interesting effect. Um, not always that it's not always that it always works the way I would have liked it to. But it's songs I do believe are powerful spells um, on a lot of levels. Totally. It's the best thing I ever heard was I saw this astrologer and she told me, she's like, you don't actually have to keep re-traumatizing yourself to keep writing songs. Like you've traumatized yourself enough to pull from those situations (laughs) and you can just keep writing about those situations and you can actually live a good life. Like you don't have to keep dating like the creepy shitty dudes. You don't have to keep, you know, putting yourself in situations where you're self-sabotaging in order to write because a lot of my songs do come from like really heavy times, you know? And I also like, I love those songs. Those are the songs I love listening to, but I also think it is like that. That's what we're taught as artists is that we have to be sad and we have to be heavy and we have to come from like destruction in order to be good. And we have to destroy ourselves in order to be, you know, real artists. And I think that's like a, a false, it's like something that that's, almost told us that we can destroy ourselves and I don't think we have to. And I mean, that's getting off the topic of time travel, but I think that is like a legitimate thing with artists too. It's just like, you don't have to actually be sad and, and destructive and you don't have to become a drug addict and you don't have to die at 27. Like those are to be a good artist. You can travel to another dimension where you are that and bring it back here. What? You can travel to another dimension where you are that and bring it back here. Exactly. I think dreams are that. I actually think dreams are tra- time travel in a way. Like you get sometimes like when I want, sometimes I'll be like, God, I like, you know, when I'm like, Oh, I, w- I wish I would have known what I w- what would have happened if I did this. And sometimes I'll have a dream where I live that experience and I'm like, well, that wasn't that great in my dream. So <laughs> I'm glad I didn't live it in my real life. Yeah. Totally. Or it was really great in my dream, but it, you know, I got to experience it and I don't, there's, it's, it's so funny. Reality is such like a, such a fragile thing you know it's like not real reality is not real it's just like what we create so that we can not go crazy in our giant brain universes true that yeah well i think we got a nice little exploration there is there anything you want to let us know about i really i dug the whole thing also i'm gonna be trying to dive through the carpool lane wormhole Mm -hmm. asap (laughs) let us know how (laughs) it goes go to another dimension hopefully (laughs) Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Show.